This is Laura Deirdre with the Becker Spine and Orthopedic Podcast. I'm thrilled today to be joined by Dr. Jan- Daniel Chan, Medical Director of Joint Replacement at Cypress Creek Outpatient Surgical Center in Fort Lauderdale, Florida. Dr. Chan, it's a pleasure to have you on the podcast today. Thanks for having me. Now, I know we've got a lot to talk about, so we can dive right in here. Uh, what are some of the top challenges that you anticipate to come forward over the next year or so? I think... Most ASCs, and certainly our own, is um, are still dealing with the kind of after effects of uh, COVID uh, in terms of the disruption it has caused, uh, both on the supply chain side and the HR side, uh, with the bottom result being that um, the cost of labor and the cost of supplies uh, continues to rise with either a flat or potentially even declining reimbursement going forward. Got it. I, I think that's really interesting to think about. And so when you're looking at those costs going up in reimbursement, not really following suit, and in some cases being going down and being depressed, you know, what does that indicate to you? How um, can surgery centers um, continue to, I guess, survive in that kind of landscape? I think uh, the surgery centers still have an excellent opportunity in that we are uh, a lower cost and in many cases, a higher quality um, point of service uh, for these uh, procedures than the traditional hospital setting for the appropriate patient. So I think uh, continuing to work with our uh, colleagues on the payer side to show them that we can do things for uh, a lower cost and a higher quality with better outcomes, uh, continue to drive that volume uh, away from the hospitals and towards the ASCs. Um, but there's really not much we can do really on the, on the, uh, on the expense side, other than weathering the storm and hope, hoping that, uh, some of these, uh, costs will uh, level out and hopefully go down, uh, as things abate with the pandemic. Well, that's good to hear. And from your perspective, I know Florida is a, a great place to practice and, and a lot of opportunities there. Where do you see is the best uh, way for your practice to continue to grow going forward? I think it's just a matter of staying on top of the the, the trends in healthcare. Um, healthcare is very local. Uh, in Florida, we have a big uh, penetration of uh, HMOs, and so it's uh, working with those um, organizations in a meaningful manner uh, as we move more towards a value-based uh, healthcare delivery model. It's engaging those players uh, in the ASC space. I think there's good opportunities for us to, um, you know, work with those organizations to carve out value and show value and show outcomes uh, to continue to grow. It's also looking at uh, alternative revenue streams. So South Florida is kind of the gateway to Central and South America. And uh, we have definitely had some early success in having some international patients. Uh, come to our ASC uh, for outpatient hip and knee replacement surgery. The results have been phenomenal, and uh, that's starting to catch fire. And so it's building on those types of patients uh, and revenue streams that will kind of be a buffer against anything that happens uh, with traditional insurance payers. Got it. That makes a lot of sense. And you know, when you think on the technology side of it, what are some of the most interesting new technologies and platforms that you're seeing today? Yeah, that's a great question. I think uh, in many respects, uh, the you know, orthopedics is probably the most uh, 
direct-to-patient consumer uh, marketing-driven specialty out there. And so I can tell you that 90% of um, my patients find me online, either through Google or HealthGrades or my website or patient reviews like HealthGrades and Vitals.com. So it's continuing to leverage that um, that space. Uh, the traditional conventional wisdom was like, well, joint replacement patients are typically older than not as technology savvy. And that's absolutely not true. Um, even if the patients themselves are not particularly internet savvy, uh, their, their children or relatives are. And so I've had numerous patients uh, come to my office simply because their family members from out of state found me online and, um, and recommended that they come see me. And so I think physicians and the ASCs uh, need to be very aggressive in that space, uh, whether it be search engine optimization other platforms to get patient reviews online and to drive that uh, patient, directed patient uh, volume uh, to your doors. Um, and part of that is, is uh, using the latest technologies. So in joint replacement, uh, we utilize uh, computer navigation for hip replacement procedures. We do that in the hospital as well, but it's definitely uh, something that attracts patients. Uh, we're soon going to be adding uh, a robotic knee solution uh, to our surgery center. Obviously, things are, are much more price sensitive, so we need to work, make the, the dollars work there, but uh, we're getting close. And so that'll also give patients the latest and greatest technologies to improve outcomes and satisfaction in the ASC as if they were having that same procedure done in the hospital. Uh, one other thing that I think uh, is showing a lot of promise and I think uh, is something that we're going to look into is some of these solutions that offer, uh, for lack of a better word, management of the entire patient experience. So these patient engagement tools. So whether it's uh, an online portal that basically the patient engages as soon as they book the surgery, that'll guide them through uh, preoperative checklists, preoperative exercises, then afterwards monitoring their postoperative rehab, counting steps with wearables or tracking their knee range of motion, or even doing things like virtual physical therapy and having a virtual portal where patients can take pictures of their surgical sites if there's a concern or other uh, ways to communicate electronically with their uh, physician offices and then making that a, a seamless process. So even though the physician may not be the same entity as the ASC for all of those uh, parties, the patient, the ASC, the physician office, all to communicate seamlessly so that the patient experiences this kind of uniform episode of care from initial consultation to uh, well into their post-operative recovery. Got it. That's really interesting to think about. So it sounds like a lot of the different opportunities and, and changes you're seeing on the technology side, especially um, are consumer driven and really um, aspects of care that can help patients have a better experience, but also attract them into the practice, whether, as you mentioned, it was online, websites, social media, those kinds of things. When you think about, you know, a lot of physicians and orthopedic surgeons across the country may not have such a robust um, presence online or, or haven't had to to use that mechanism as much in the past. What advice would you have for a, an orthopedic surgeon who wants to just start off um, and, and begin to build a more robust presence online and um, make sure they can stay on top of the trends and, and consumer trends going forward? Sure. And, and I would say what I do is by no means uh, robust. I do it mostly uh, myself. You can certainly hire companies to do it for you. 
But I think the very first thing you have to do is take ownership of all your online profiles. So that includes Google, um, health grades, uh, vitals, um, Facebook, perhaps. Uh, if, if you want to start perhaps a professional Instagram or uh, Twitter account, uh, that way you can post relevant content that will also organically drive, um, drive up your results in Google. Uh, you can post custom content on your Google profile. Um, I try to solicit uh, positive patient reviews. So what I do is if I um, see a patient in the office post-operatively and they're doing great and uh, um, I send them a very personalized email saying, you know, thank you for coming in. I'm glad to see you're doing really well after your hip or knee replacement. Uh, and then I send them direct links um, to the rating website for Google, Facebook, Health Grades, Vitals. And I encourage them to leave positive feedback. And that's been very successful. Uh, again, most of the patients that end up coming to me for elective surgery uh, found me not because of their primary care physician referral, was because they found me online and they liked uh, what they read on the reviews. And I encourage patients not just to post, you know, a, a five-star review, but just to explain in detail kind of the experience so that the other patients can, can know what it's like to go through that same process, um, even down to engaging with our surgical scheduling staff, the nursing staff at the surgery center, all of those things. Uh, when other prospective patients see that uh, they're being cared for at multiple touch points, I think it's a very compelling story. And, and uh, we've been very successful in uh, recruiting patients uh, that way, even though myself, I'm not a I'm not 100% hip and knee replacement surgeon. I'm actually an orthopedic trauma surgeon. But uh, through these various portals, I've become uh, very busy and probably do more hip and knee replacements than the vast majority of dedicated full-time hip and knee surgeons uh, in the South Florida area. Got it. That's so interesting to hear. Thank you so much for explaining that. Now, before we wrap up our conversation, I was wondering, what do you think the lasting legacy of COVID-19 will be on orthopedics? That's a great question. I think... Um, you know, COVID-19 was just an unprecedented stress to the system. And so uh, if there's one kind of silver lining, it's just that it's going to force uh, entities uh, in this space to become resilient and adaptable. Um, you know, previously when everything was great and margins were great, you could let things like inefficiencies slide, uh, and that no longer is the case. The margin for error is so small, uh, especially with all these uh, unknown variables that could pop up at any time. So I think the good thing is that it's going to drive organizations to really be as maximally efficient as possible with their time, with their resources, um, and, uh, and hopefully with the end goal of uh, improving patient care and, and, and maintaining the level of patient care, even though we may have less to work with. Got it. Well, Dr. Chan, thank you so much for joining us on the podcast today. This has been a really interesting discussion, and I look forward to connecting with you again soon. Thank you. Hopefully we'll see you in Chicago for the next meeting.